From the PSIA ASI Sheltered Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, and today we're talking with Education Excellence Award winner Lane Clegg. Lane, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Lane, I have to say, you uh, Shelter at Home was like huge for you for uh, about a month there, wasn't it? You were stuck in one of the most ideal places on the planet. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, I feel a little bit guilty um, because I actually enjoyed my quarantine time. We, uh, my, my in-laws live down just south of Moab, so we uh, beat a retreat down south and we uh we went down there for the weekend ended up staying for a month and it was pretty amazing given that we had the LaSalle mountains which still had snow on them we had our snowmobiles so we were doing a lot of backcountry stuff um but then Moab did a full shutdown order except for locals and then you could go ride trails day use and it was a ghost town we had Moab to ourselves for a month so it was about the most ideal circumstance I can imagine. Luck is how you make it, right? Yep, yep. I don't, uh, like I said, I feel a little bit guilty, but, you know, at least I got that, so it's all good. I hope you don't feel too guilty, because that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, even if I do, it's not going to keep me up nights. <laughs> so, Lane, education excellence. What does winning an award like that mean to you? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Um, to be totally honest, it's, it's kind of shocking and surreal. Um, I, I don't know. I just never really considered myself to be in the, the running for something like that. Um, you know, over the years I've, I've watched some, you know, a lot of other people whom I admired get the award and I felt like it was well-deserved and they were the right person to get it. And, you know, actually when Ed made the phone call, his, uh, his name came up in my caller ID and you know all i could think about is uh what what have i done that (laughs) i'm in trouble for or what are they going to ask me to do that um is you know whatever so when he told me i was actually really shocked um the only time i probably could say that i've been as shocked was when i got the call that i'd actually been not uh made the coach for the national team because and similarly, I never really thought I was going to get that position. So it was, it was pretty cool. Now, Lane, when you started with AASI, I mean, did AASI even exist? Uh, was it just PSIA at the time? Yeah, just PSIA. So I actually was a ski instructor. Yes, I did ski way back in the day. Um, working for the Snowbird Ski School. It was a ski school, not a mountain school yet. And we, um, you know, it, it happened, I think, same way it happened a lot of places where they came in. They said, who knows how to snowboard? We're going to start teaching. And a couple of us raised our hands and off we went. Um, but, yeah, I was working on my, my ski instruction career. So I was actually getting certified in skiing and, and going down that route. And then snowboarding, you know, sort of happened. Um, I got my associate level PSIA snowboard instructor. Um, but yeah, it was definitely PSIA, not, not yet Aussie when that happened. And it wasn't until, you know, many, many years later, actually, that, that Aussie happened during the time that I was actually on the uh, national team, the demo team. Now, how did snowboard instruction change from those early days to where we are now? Um, 
aside from the equipment changing, just uh, any things that uh, occurred along the way that you felt you were kind of instrumental in? I mean, I wouldn't say I was instrumental. I, you know, I think I had input like a lot of other really, you know, cool people. Um, it was it was a cool time, um, but it was also just completely the Wild West. Every single lesson was an opportunity to go out and, you know, try not to break your, your lesson, not try not to break your student, and, you know, kind of pay attention to what was working and what wasn't working. A big part of the, the effort back then was, was really in the differences in equipment. Um, we had anything from, you know, strictly backcountry pow boards to boards that were starting to, you know, make sense for more groom terrain. And, and there wasn't really much in the way of educational materials at that time. And so it was just, you know, trial and error to see what worked and what didn't and, and move forward. And so, you know, as we, as we came along, we started taking notes and comparing notes and starting to put things down on paper and creating manuals. And, you know, here we are now with a, a pretty solid system in place for how to get from point A to point F, Z, whatever. Now, who were some of the mentors that you had along the way or people that you really worked closely with? So initially it was, it was divisional. Um, just working with a couple people. So Jane Mauser was actually at my school. She was a, a demo team member, one of the original people selected for that position. Um, so she was really great to, to work with at the time and get some information from, bounce ideas off of. But then I uh, was able to attend the first um, full cert exam nationally, and it, uh, it really opened my eyes up to the, to the national perspective. And that, that gave me a lot bigger field of people to, to draw on as, as mentors. Um, J. Randy Price um, is, is one of the people that, you know, he and I connected really strongly when I was on the team. And, and I'd have to say that, you know, I felt like he was a big part of the influence and direction I went. Now, when we first started chatting, you were saying that you were um, working on your ski instruction career. When did you decide you really wanted to make this snowboard instruction, and what really led you to try out for the national team? Okay, so the first question, um, it was sort of just happenstance. I really can't chalk it up to anything different than that. I was actually you know, studying and practicing for my full cert. We had full and associate exams way back in the day, and so I was practicing for my full cert ski exam, um, planning on going for it when I got this invite to go to the, to the first national uh, snowboard exam. And seemed like a good opportunity, so I put my my ski exam plans on hold, and you know went to that that snowboard exam, and, and basically that ended my ski career. Um, it wasn't necessarily that that was the goal or the plan, but it just made sense to continue down the snowboarding path. So that's kind of how that happened. Um, in terms of the national team, you know, once I was exposed to that national. It, you know, um, I guess just the, the realm. Um, I tried out, let's see, I tried out a couple different times. And back then we had different types of tryouts. Um, the first time I tried out was in 92 and it was a video submission that we send in. And I have to laugh because 
I, I'm pretty sure I, I was told by uh, Yuri Wagner that, you know, I, I hadn't been selected, but I was an alternate. Pretty sure he told every single person that didn't make the actual team that they were an alternate. So, you know, it was a good way to let people down a little bit softly, but it kept us involved nationally. And then um, it was also a different time as well because tryouts were divisional. So we, um, you know, you were, you try out divisionally and then you were the divisional representative. And so in 96, when I went, uh, when I did make the team, it was a divisional selection, not a national selection. So a little bit different time for that. And then what was it like to become the coach? Was that something you had tried out for, applied for? How did that work? <laughs> um, that was, yeah, so that was an application process. So I, um, I felt like where Ozzy was at the time, by then we were Ozzy, um, that happened in 97. So, you know, this was in 2008 and I felt like maybe 2007, but anyway, I felt like, um, there were some things that I wanted to see change and be a little bit different from where it was. And so I, uh, threw my, my, name in the in the hat so to speak and did the interviews and stuff like that and then eventually you know like i said i was just blown away when i got the call uh that i'd been selected to be the coach uh it was pretty amazing opportunity overwhelming really what's one of the things that stands out most to you that uh you really worked on developing as the coach of the team so that one, yeah, I mean, my biggest my biggest initiative, I think, coming in or the thing that I really wanted to change was to create a set of national standards. At the time, we'd, we'd left it up to the divisions to sort of divide, uh, decide what level three, well, all the levels meant to them, but specifically level three. Um, and it was, it was just all over the map. Um, as you can imagine, I mean, with all the different terrain, different ideas that were going on and whatnot. And I felt really strongly that we, we needed to create a national standard that everybody could get behind and, and be on the same page with. And it took a long time to get that to happen. And, but I was really, I was really stoked on, you know, the people that participated in that process and everybody came to the table and we walked away with, with a national standard, which is, which has been great. I've been really happy with that. So Lane, how do you feel about the direction of the team now? You know, it's, it's, it's cool to be, you know, to watch. I'm definitely taking a little bit more of a hands-off approach. Um, I, I stay, you know, I stay in touch with some of the people that are that are on the team, and so I'm I'm kind of, you know, current on what's going on. But I've uh, definitely had a lot of other things happening in my life that have taken precedence, so haven't been as involved as uh, as I once was. So it's been it's been cool to kind of take a little bit different observational perspective and just kind of watch and see see what's going on. It'll be interesting to see where where it all goes, especially with you know in light of this current thing. Um, you know, who knows what this is going to bring? Now, Lane, earlier in our conversation, you had said that you know you had seen other people get the Education Excellence Award and felt that they were very uh, very much deserving of that. And what's some advice you could give to uh, the membership as instructors that, that we can do to really provide excellent education? You know, it, it, it really does go back to passion. 
you know, I, I, like I said, I, I wouldn't have considered myself a candidate for this award just because everything that I did, I did because I was passionate about it. You know, do it because you believe it and fight for what you believe in. Um, don't, you know, just because somebody else says it's different, don't necessarily follow that path. Um, I've, I've been fighting for difference the whole time. I, I think I was probably born a snowboarder. I didn't know it. But, you know, I definitely had a lot of rebellion in me back in the in the past century um, and it's still there now. And if I hear something that I don't believe in, I don't just accept it. I, I'll speak out against it or better still, you know, find a, a different alternative or another path and, and present that. Don't don't just be the person that says, you know, no, that's that's not good give an alternate idea or an alternate perspective and create a direction that, that makes your idea make some sense. Um, and that's, that's really the best advice I can give anybody. Well, Lane Clegg, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today on first chair. No problem at all. Um, it's been enjoyable and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, let's everybody stay safe, safe and healthy out there. From the PSIA AASI Sheltered Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Thanks, George.